How's it going, Sha? Uh, it's going all right. Before we get started, uh, I want to dedicate this show to the woman who broke the, set the new world's record for the oldest skydiver <laughs> who we talked about. Yeah. And she passed away a week later. Yo. And I don't want to say I told you so. <laughs> but I will say that Gabby sent me a message and said, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Be easy. Oh my God. <laughs> be easy, ma'am. Be easy. That's, the That's my prayer to anyone who passes away. Be easy. But- <laughs> Yo, because she was, she just started reading like the article. Like, you know, she knows we do this show. Mm-hmm. So she, anytime she finds interesting news, she just starts sharing it. Right. She was like, hey, did you hear about this lady? And I was like, Shalay recorded it. Yeah, I just started yelling. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm messaging now. Let her know the situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yo. It was, uh, it was a bit trippy. Uh, respect mm-hmm. your foresight even more. Um, mm-hmm. Little by little, you keep doing things that, uh, I got to tell you, make me really look into astrology signs. And <laughs> That's just, that's that wasn't astrology. That was just... I feel like she was tired. I just felt like she was tired. <laughs> Lesson and, learned. Yeah, and people were not respecting her wish to just rest. <laughs> you think somebody signed up like, yo, Grandma, you should go skydiving. I feel no. like she probably was like, oh, Lord. I mean, that's a thing I wanted to do, but I feel like I'm even too old to do that. And then she just kept living. Yo. And so she was like, all right, well, I guess I'll do it once. And she did it a few more times. And I, I'm sure it was like the powers that be were not done with her yet. But she was like, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm going to set this little I'm going to set this little record. And then I'm, I'm out. Cool, <laughs> like, <yo. laughs> I don't know what else to do, but I'm going to go on and set this. And then I'm just going to lie down. For a minute. Talk. I'm just going to rest my eyes for just a second. <laughs> the greatest drop the mic ever. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Real yes. talk, yo. So, much respect, yo. Much respect. Be easy, ma'am. Sincerely, yo. That was beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was moved, Um, you know, because it, it's every, it's the most American of stories. You know, like you, uh, like she went out on top, you know, this is like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> this is like winning the championship your senior year. Yes. You know what I mean? She, like, she put a button to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and she gave us she gave us the ending that uh, we as dumb Americans need. Yeah. Yo, and yeah. she for real walked off into the sunset. Like she, she did the literally whole thing. did. Yep, Yo, she sure did. It's fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like I, I swear, I'm, I'm I'm so sincere. That shit like was fire to me. I, this is so dope. She went out <laughs> on a bang. She did the whole thing. Yep. Yep. Yo, much sure respect. Did. Yo, real talk. I'm trying, like, I don't know how you top that. Mm, you don't. That's why yeah. you drop the mic and you go, you literally top it by going to heaven. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever it is that you decide people go to. That's yeah. what you do. You just- but, like, what if you, like, 102? Like, what you doing there? Like, you got, A, you got to hold out. B, you got to come up with a better ending. I hope that if you are in your hundreds, you are not keeping up with what other old people are doing. But I'm a, yeah, I know you are because you would, keep it up with people your age right now. You're trying to compete with the youngsters. You, you're doing a lot. You're competitive well, nature. I feel like at that age, it really, it's just, um, you know, you're just like uh, every day you wake up, you're like, oh, shit, this again. And so maybe you're not necessarily (laughs) not trying it's not if you are constantly driving let me tell you something if i get up to 102 years old yeah and i am constantly looking on whatever my version of social media is to see what others are doing forget it like just i'll I'll never find peace i'll never find peace (laughs) I want to find peace. I want peace 
within the next, like, fisc- by the end of the fiscal year. I want peace. <laughs> I don't want to be concerned with what others are doing. I don't want to compare myself to it. I just want peace now. Now. Serenity now. I want it now. <laughs> I want peace and I want it now. And so the idea of being 102 and hearing that 104-year-old set the record and then died, I'd just be like, man, I'm so glad that they passed away. <laughs> like, that's what I, like, you know, just, yeah, I, I never want to keep competing. I'm, I'm not competitive in that I'm very competitive. So I'd rather not compete than compete because then it would consume me and it would be ugly. So I made the choice to just like try to not only use my competitive nature for good to like push me forward. But at a certain point, I feel like I want to just be okay with where I am and not constantly looking. And I was told that was going to happen at 40. And I'm here to tell you that's some bullshit. It doesn't stop. (laughs) If you are, if you are so inclined to like constantly kind of compare, there's no magic thing that happens at 40 where you're like, I don't care anymore. You will stop caring about things, but it'll not be in the way that you're expecting. It'll be other things that will eventually kind of add up. And then suddenly you wake up and you're like, oh, I do kind of care less and less. And it is Mm. a freeing, it's so freeing. And that's what I I want more of that. But I know I can't force it. You know, I have to just not care at my, at my own speed. Man, (laughs) You know, so see a couple things here like one um i think i think that's like a core difference i feel that other people don't get about what moves me like Mm -hmm. i love competing Mm -hmm. but i also love when other people do better than me like i love helping people do well Mm -hmm. um i i think it drives me because it lets me know what's possible like i would be just as hyped if i was the hundred and if i set the record uh-huh. And then someone broke it a week later. I'm like, oh, where are we? We playing now. That's what's up. Like, I would be, I would high five them and tell them, yo, I'm coming for you. Right. Well, it's, it, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel good about it. Um, I love when people do well. Mm-hmm. And I, but I do want to do better. But I, I feel like without people doing well, I won't do better. I need them to mm-hmm. kind of push. So I like, it's not an enemy so much as like, uh, a respectful adversary. I don't know. Like I, I kind of dig when someone else is shining because right. it gives me something to shoot for. Um, sure. and I want them to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like my only issue is she died. Cause like I would go for her record and want her <laughs> to beat it next week. Like, yo, let's go. Yeah, no, I think, I think, uh, and I, I think the setting the record and dying is perfect. Great. Leave them wanting more. Like, you know what I mean? I made my mark. I don't need to be here forever. I don't need to keep one-upping and one-upping. I'm 104. (laughs) So (laughs) I did the thing. Real talk. There's no no Godfather 3s in this. Yeah, no. no, (laughs) That's it. We did it right. I have been been playing with more peace in general. Like, uh, it's been about a month now where creatively I'm, I'm in a good headspace. Oh, good and, for you. Yeah, and like the biggest change I made is uh so I have like a like a 10 hour work day and I make it a point to schedule 5 hours of work only. And that's been extremely helpful. Like I feel like in the past I would schedule the whole 10 hours to the T and if anything went wrong, like it would stress me out because mm-hmm. I have new things to do the next day. Right. And instead, I'm allowing for the fact that creative work isn't like machine work. Okay. So like, you know, I'm trying to give myself the space of like, hey, this is this should take five hours, but if I need room to play today, I got five hours. You know, oh, and I'm right. feeling more accomplished because I'm hitting the five every day. And every and usually once a day there's one thing that either uh surprises me and needs to get done but more 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 likely though is uh usually one of the creative things i get really into and i could play around with it more and i could spend the time in it and not feel like i'm falling behind on something 
Hmm. That's interesting. I I don't know if um I I don't know if I work in that linear of a way. Like yeah. I don't know if I could set aside a, 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 an eight hour. Let's just say eight, because ten is insane. Um, an eight hour day to just work on the thing. Yeah. Now I could spend a few hours working on something, but it's not because I necessarily set that time aside. It's because I got inspired mm. and then I started working on it. And then I just took up whatever time I would have been doing another thing, do it, doing that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I could just sit down. So I mean, that's good that you've given yourself room to play or whatever. But uh, that that to me gave me a little bit of anxiety of just like, <laughs> okay, I got to do something. You know what I mean? I have to do. <laughs> I've set aside this time every day. I already sent my. I already did the admin stuff of it. Yeah. So now I have to be creative, and this is the only time I have to do it today and i yeah that stresses me the idea of that stresses me out okay. i mean my house will be cleaned <laughs> spotless by the there end of that go. day absolutely spotless <laughs> but creatively no okay. i i don't think yeah um i guess what's helped me is that like um i don't have and, and this is i think this is really key for me I don't have a deadline for anything right now. Oh, sure. So, yes. So like I have like five things that I want to get done. There are various degrees of uh, size in terms of like how much it would take to get completed um, and uh, related to my quote unquote job. So like, you know, like I have actual stand up stuff that I want to work on. That's mm -hmm. like, you know, most related then one man show very closely related, but not quite stand up. Then uh pilot, uh, closely related, but not stand up. Then like weird, like musical that I'm writing, you know, uh, that's mm -hmm. super far in the back. Right. Uh, and then, uh, anytime I'm creative and I feel like, um, I'm in a rut or like I feel pressured, I mm -hmm. do the least important of them. Mm. Yeah. Know? So that way I'm like, right, I'm gonna just play around today, you know? Sure, and then sure. uh, if I feel really good and I feel like moved about something, I could do the higher stake thing. Mm -hmm. And I've told like my manager and my wife that like, I'm just going to work till it feels done. That way uh, I'll give it to you when it's finished. And now we can start the whole stressful process of, uh, Hey, let's uh, release this, promote this, whatever. Right. But I'm really trying to eliminate the whole idea of like, pitching an idea and then working to a deadline um, yeah it, yeah it just hyper stresses me out um i'm trying to just be free to make things um it's everything that i've done career-wise that i'm happy with stands for like two tv spots so like the other like eight times i've been on tv my album uh the podcast everything that we that i've like been involved with creatively that i'm happy is because i move it at like my pace Oh, um, right. Sure. You know, um, and then I present it when I think it's ready. And I think that's been key for me to not only making things that I'm happy with, but sustaining uh, happiness with the thing, you know, case in point with this, you know, like we slowly add components to it. Mm -hmm. We could add them faster, but then I'd be I'd probably burned out by now, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I absolutely. That to me makes sense. The idea of moving at your own pace, whatever your pace may be. That absolutely makes sense to me. I'd prefer to do that as well, which is why the uh, like having setting those hours aside would mess with me because <laughs> I would just sit there thinking I'm supposed to be doing I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. and that would that would stress me out and I wouldn't be able to come up with anything. But at my own pace, absolutely. And then um, if you are working with others, they also need to understand that you are working at their pace, although. Yeah. If I have to produce something, uh, definitely give me a deadline. Yeah, that's give the, me exactly. that deadline because I need that to know, uh, to to know how to feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, uh, because the things 
my brain will suddenly click probably two hours before the deadline. Yeah. And then I can get it down. And then I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't, you know what I mean? Like I'm second guessing myself for the first two thirds of my time working on it. And then that last <laughs> third, I'm like, oh, I think this might be something. And then I get that down quickly and it does end up being something. And then I can give it to someone and they're like, oh, this is fine. What if we tried this? And now I can do that because I have the thing down. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're looking at deadlines and I'm like, okay, I, I, got into the zone just before one deadline. So if you look at it and you immediately return it with other things, great. Cause I'm still in the zone. <laughs> it's better than if I got into the zone, it's better than if I got into the zone immediately on getting the assignment. Cause then I'm out of the zone right? and right. I do it early on. I'm like, this is great. And I send it to you and then you send it back and you're like, okay, try these changes. I'm like, what was I even doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm so far away from the mindset. But if I just do it, hand it to you, and you give it back, I'm like, great. I'm as close to the mindset as I'll ever be. Like, it's fresher in my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? We're all trying to figure it out. Real talk. All I have to say is uh, my stand-up coming along slowly, but I got a new coffee table book. Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> I've been working on a coffee table book. It's super stupid. Uh, but, again, it's just like, the least important of all my projects. Um, but I, anytime I, uh, I don't have, uh, the energy for the others. I want to do something that I think is silly that I could bring with me on the road. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I like the idea of like, I don't know why a coffee table book. Like I fell in love with the idea of it. So I'm making one. I don't even drink okay. coffee like that, but I want to make a coffee table book. You know? Okay. How big will this book be? And also, you, if you're going to take a bunch of books on the road, I hope it's more of like a pamphlet. Yeah, like there, there's, it's uh, physically should be like, uh, well, I guess because my pants are bigger, but it fits in your back pocket. Oh, but I wear okay. like oversized dickies, so like right. for most people, it would be purse to back pocket, mm -hmm. depending on your range. I think that works, but I wanted something that was tangible. So that when I do shows, I can give you some besides mm -hmm. just like a T-shirt. Right. Um, and I also wanted something I could sign. And also T-shirts are such a hassle because you yeah. got to keep up with like, sizes, sizes and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I, I get that. T-shirts they can get at your site. Order yeah. the, <laughs> order the T-shirts on the site. And then if It'll you see me live. Yeah. I got. I'm big on stickers or buttons. Yeah. I, I'd prefer dealing with that. That is uh, a little bit easier. And it's just like a little something like, here you go. Here's something to remember. Yeah. I wanted mm -hmm. something like that, that like it was a physical thing. It was small, right. easy to carry. Mm -hmm. um, I did want it to have a little bit more of me. So like, if you heard me talk for an hour, you get my voice. Mm -hmm. And then when you read it, you could kind of read it in that voice and you'll continue to get uh, more of that at, at your crib. I think sure. that'd be cool. So yeah, bang, coffee table book coming soon. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be heat, baby. Uh, and also for those who are picturing a coffee table book, it is the world's smallest coffee table book. It's actually <laughs> the size of a bathroom book, um, talk, but you know? it's, it goes on your coffee table. Got it. <laughs> oh man. All that's to say is, uh, we trying. Okay. <laughs> we're trying. That's all. <laughs> we're just trying. That's all that we're trying to say. Oh, man. <laughs> Kick it off. Uh, Miami teacher showed Winnie the Pooh blood and honey to the fourth grade class. Uh, a mental health counselor has met with students who expressed concern. That's right. Fourth graders at a K-12 uh, charter school in Miami Springs got an upsetting Halloween surprise when their teacher screened the horror movie Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood. Uh, despite the title of the film, including Winnie the Pooh, the movie is not suitable for children as it follows Winnie and Piglet on a bloodthirsty rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them for college. Uh, the film was shown to fourth graders at the Academy of Innovative Education on brand. I mean, <laughs> you wanted innovation. You wanted innovation. Yo. <laughs> it was shown on October 2nd. Uh, I feel completely abandoned by the school, said Michelle Diaz, a parent whose twins were in the fourth grade. Damn, you got hit twice by this? Oh, uh, mm -hmm. adding that the movie was shown because of a careless teacher. 
according to Diaz, the film played for 20 to 30 minutes before the teacher shut it off. Uh, she said that the students were allowed to pick a movie to watch, and they selected Blood and Honey, but it's not for them to decide what they want. It's up to the professor to look at the content. Uh, he didn't stop the movie, even though uh, there were kids saying, hey, stop the movie. <laughs> we don't want to watch this. <laughs> Wait, this. okay. All right. Hold on. Let me... I'm <laughs> trying to figure this out. How did they even have access to the movie? Yo, they probably just okay. saw the ads. I mean, like, didn't that just come out? It's been out, uh, I think, like two, two, three months now. It's oh. recent. Yeah, it's recent. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm like. W- was it only streaming? I would assume so. I don't think it did a large, like, uh, it, it wasn't theater like in run. Because it was an anything? indie flick. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was an indie flick. All right. Yeah. Because this is, remember, this is when uh, 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 Winnie the Pooh became, like, public. The trademark uh, ended. That's so this was, right. like, the counter movie. Yeah. You could do whatever you wanted with yeah. Winnie the Pooh. And that's and what this it, guy. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I remember kind of seeing the trailer and I was just like, well, there, that's a take, uh, you know, but <laughs> I, I kept going with my life. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's called blood and honey. So I feel like the teacher should have said, all right, we'll take that one off the list. We're not going <laughs> to, you guys are what they're fourth grade. So they're nine, nine and yeah. 10. I don't know if you're really ready for a movie with blood in the title yet. Not at school. Do what you want at home. But at school, I'm not really going to show you. Like, for sure, the teacher should have, like, just said, nah, not that one. You know what I mean? Watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. Like, let let them pick, send you some titles. Watch the trailers of those and then go, okay, so Blood and Honey's out. Yeah. Um, you know, like, how but, hard was this? <laughs> so, I mean, like, but then I wonder what it was streaming on that a mm. teacher would go, all right, yeah, sure. And start it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause I mean, like, was it, is it one of those things where like, is it on Tubi and the teacher's just like, ah, there's nothing bad on Tubi and just started it. Or <laughs> do you know? What I mean? <laughs> like I know it's on so- Amazon Prime now. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you you should have yeah. checked that out. <laughs> yeah, that ain't right, bro. That's not right. Oh, but I wonder if the teacher was just like, you know what? Fuck these kids. <laughs> Fuck these kids. They've been. I've only had them for a few months, and they are the worst. They are the yeah. worst. Yeah. So like, like I, oh, okay. I, Y'all want blood and honey? You getting blood and honey? Yeah, real talk. Like, the, I, like, what if these kids was like talking like wild, reckless, you know, in the class? You know, like uh, they got weirdly into like gangster rap, and they're like, "Oh, y'all think this is this is a game?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Violence is real. It's scary. Okay, right. Never seen it, you know. And she did this to like scare them straight. You know? Yeah, that's possible. I feel like that's th- that uh, would make sense if a teacher was just kind of like, but I mean, twenty to thirty. Honestly, you could have just shown the trailer and I feel like you would have terrified. I, at that age, I would hear radio commercials for Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah. And those would terrify me. That's real. Those, those, com- the radio commercials were scary enough for me to be like, this is not for me. But then I had a very good friend who's, <laughs> whose mom didn't care and let her go, you know, single mom, didn't care. Let her go to all these scary movies. And then she'd come back and she'd tell me what would happen in the movies. And I mean, mm. still scary, but easier to take it through my friend's lens than going myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like if you wanted to just kind of scare them straight, you could have shown them that trailer. That trailer is scary. Yeah, it would have been done. Real talk. You know, I mean, you don't need to traumatize people. I still don't want to watch scary movies now. I feel like it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I, it's not my thing. Yeah, it doesn't you, call me. But, oh, uh, okay. I had a question and an answer is right here. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was released without a rating, which could explain how the film ended up as an option for fourth graders to watch. <laughs> nah, they still make trailers. Also, yeah, Blood be. is in the title. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't be. mean to be a prude, but I just feel like unless it is literally about teaching all the kids about menstruation, <laughs> there's probably no reason at nine or 10, you should necessarily watch a movie in school with the title with blood in the title. 
That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I can't think of a single time when like blood is cool for that young of an age demo as yeah. part of the marketing. And even you if you're I mean? talking about like menstrual cycles, I feel like maybe don't put blood in the title. Just say, uh, you know, boy, we got something to tell you or something. I don't know. Yeah, real you talk. Know what I mean? Birds just and the like, bees is a birds term and bees, for a reason. Just like, yeah, like something. Not that, not that I want a bunch of soft children, you know, but like maybe I, it's called blood and honey. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, my son has been dying to watch this. Uh, the movie? I'm, yeah. He's <laughs> super like into like gore and all of that. Like, oh, uh, so yeah. Just in general. Like we watch Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. and he only stays in the room for like the war scenes. And he's like, I, I don't need all this emo stuff. And he leaves every time there's dialogue. Like, okay. So, yeah, he's like, I'm not here for this. He's like, I'm All right. Here for, well, the, for the war. So, he's been trying to see this, but uh, we can't get him. I'm okay with him watching. I think he's old enough. Um, But, uh, Gabby, this is like one of her favorite cartoons. Oh, she's not going to. So, she's like, no, this is not. Yeah, he's going to have to. That, he's going to have to watch that contraband style at somebody else's house at a sleepover yeah. or something. That's it. I told him, I was like, you got to wait until. Uh, you're old enough to watch this on your own and not tell us. Yes, um, exactly. Like, talk, like this is just yeah. a new thing. Talk, Ab- I don't need to know everything you do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think this is going to fall under that category, little man. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think. Yeah, we're, he's we're, going to have okay to take that. It. He's going to have to take that to either the grave or until like he's, you know, right out of college. Yeah. I was um, like, tell me about it when you like 28. Yeah. Uh, but there's certain things that I just don't need to know you do. And I think mm-hmm. this is one of them. Um, he's like, admittedly, I'd watch it, but your mom is adamant and, you know, I'm married <laughs> up. <laughs> so i like, good luck, brother. <laughs> Real talk. It was so straightforward, Shai. He was like, yo, why? I was like, I, I said, yeah. And then Gabby was like, uh-uh. I was like, I guess not. And <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. I was like, that's it, B. I told her, y'all married her, my G. Like, she ain't with it. She ain't with it. We ain't watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna find another way to watch that. But uh, good luck on your journey with gore, real to your young man. You know, I thought I was into it too. I watched Chucky, got scared straight. Okay, uh, <laughs> I watched Chucky, got scared relentlessly. Um, then my wife took me to watch Saw when we were dating. I laughed a lot, and I think that like psychologically was me trying to like not be scared. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I watched Get Out. Those are the three horror movies I think I've seen in full. Oh like wow! Else. Like I've okay, seen clips, but like I blo- I don't do it. Yeah, it's not my thing. No, I um, yeah, that's yeah. I watched Get Out, and I didn't think I would. Um, and I had someone tell me about Get Out like the day after they saw it. Yeah. Shout out to Sharon Paul. We were at the creek, and she was like, "Oh, I saw it," and then she was like, "Oh, I don't want to give you any spoilers." I was like, "Not only do I love spoilers." I want you to tell me about the movie from stem to stern. Tell me the whole <laughs> thing. The, let's sit in this dark ass theater and wait for the others. And you tell me the whole movie. This is how I was raised. <laughs> but I did watch that. When I finally watched it out, I watched it on an iPad that I okay. had that I put at the end of my bed by my feet. And I had a pillow. <laughs> I was hugging a pillow. I had a blanket that I could cover up my eyes with very quickly. And it was all the way at my feet. That way, if something really happened that like terrified me, I could kick it off the bed. (laughs) And I was like, this might be the way to do this now. I have since I saw, um, uh, what was the last one? Nope. I saw that one in theaters. Okay. So, and I I think, yeah, the only other kind of scary movie I've watched was one called The Invitation. That was kind of an, uh, an indie one. And I was just so intrigued by the idea of it. Like, I read up on it. And um, and I watched it, like, on television. I was like, this is actually not bad. But oh. other than that, I ain't watching. I saw the end of Carrie, <laughs> the movie Carrie. And that shit scared <laughs> the hell. That had a jump scare. And I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm right. I was yeah, like nah, 25 man. when I saw that. And I was like, nope, this is why I avoided this. No, <laughs> no. It'd be, it ain't for me. I watched, Mm-mm. uh, I did, I watched a little bit of It Follows. Uh, mm. I was like, yeah, not for me. I'm good. The concept is, uh, scary enough. Right. Um, Get Out did not work in my house. I think I told you about this. Um, I, uh, I slept in the living room that night. I was scared of Gabby. 
Um, oh, really? Straight up. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I trust you. I, I know oh. we've been together a long time. <laughs> well, you uh, know what? That one I thought I was expecting a lot more to happen, like scary stuff. So yeah. I'm like, okay, this feels like this movie is about to wrap up, but I haven't, like, outside of the heavy suspense and all that shit, I haven't seen, like, the someone appearing with a knife and the, like, that's the the gore, the slight, whatever slight gore there would be, it hadn't happened yet. And right when I said that, old dude got impaled by the by the deer and antler, and I was just like, okay, is that, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is fine. I could probably move this iPad up to my knees. I don't think I need it all the way down at my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so you know okay eh, yeah key, key to watching scary movies you know little screen far away far away okay. yes also afternoon so that afternoon. you can watch something nice at at the end of the day real talk yeah i messed yeah. all that up okay yeah yeah good to know <laughs> a tech, i mean i gotta say by the way the teacher did do that she, oh yeah you know what i mean i gotta give her that she put it on in the afternoon Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's when the kids are in school. <laughs> I don't you know. know. It is uh, innovative education <laughs> innovative or whatever education. it's called. <laughs> oh, man. In other news, a uh, Texas megachurch pastor to pay $2.4 million after allegedly giving a woman herpes. Uh, <laughs> yo. That is yo. not that is not the kind of laying of hands that I was expecting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a popular pastor. In te- hell yeah, he was popular. Uh, popular <laughs> pastor. <laughs> popular pastor in Texas has been uh, ordered to pay $2.5 million to a woman after a jury decided he'd given her a sexually transmitted disease. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Ralph D. West II, for clarity's sake, so you know exactly I- who to avoid. Whole <laughs> name. <laughs> Yo. Not the first. Now, he, like, even his dad's no, like, nah, the second, and Not a junior. He's the second. <laughs> Oh, man, he was found liable uh, after a three-day trial, nearly seven hours of deliberation. Uh, uh, the unidentified woman has claimed Wes had infected her with uh, general herpes in 2018 after the pair met on Facebook. Uh, her lawyer, Sean Murphy, said the reverend had lied to her about whether he had the disease, but that she'd been able to identify Wes as the source of her outbreak through medical records and the fact that she hadn't been with anybody else. Uh, Murphy said his client, was relieved and vindicated by the judge. But you can't fix it, he added. She's got it for the rest of her life. West, the pastor at Houston's Church Without Wall, Church Without Walls, uh, which claims to uh, boast a congregation of more than 24,000 families, did not immediately <laughs> respond. Yo, my man. Well, that's a weird, not, mem- not individual members. Mm-mm. Not a member count, but a family count? A family count. All that's right, different. I- yeah, maybe we might need to check. They gotta look into that church. Yeah, look a little suspect to me, yo. A little a of, bit. A lot of red flags popping up right there, yo. Uh-uh. Church without walls. Mm. Yeah, I choked on that one. You saw me. Uh. Yeah, I feel like maybe, maybe you need a little bit of a little bit of a wall. I love walls. Uh, walls Something. are fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's the structure. Uh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now I mean, yeah. you convinced me a lot of other stuff. You know what I mean? But uh. I, I think walls aside, you don't even you could convince me on less walls. Yeah, Maybe, I'm pro that, but nah, walls. I want walls. I want walls definitely. Yeah. If the if a pastor's out here with um, herpes, giving it to members of Real his talk. congregation, yeah, Maybe. I want a wall at least between us. Uh, you know, wait, I, but uh, was she in the congregation? No, they met on Facebook. Oh, so yeah, he's out here wiling in general. Straight up, is Jeez. he married? And that's a good question. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't get that impression because mm. they didn't say that. Like he, he, they didn't mention his wife. I feel like after putting out all his business, they would have put out that business too. Let's see. So here. I got the impression he's a single dude out here hitting the streets a little too hard. But okay. uh, he is married. Oh no! In two thousand eight, uh, see powerful book finding strength. Uh, he is married to <laughs> Sharetta. Mike, uh, Michelle Gray's West, and they have two sons. Wait, no, that's the old, that's the original route. Oh, that's the OG. He's one of the kids. I think. Okay, he's yeah, one of yeah, the kids. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Ralph oh, Douglas. Okay, he's one of the children. Mm, dang. See, oh, 
Yeah, yo. Ruining your brand, yo. Wow. You know your dad's out there trying to minister and you out here on Facebook. Well, well you know what? You're also a pastor's kid, so. Mm-mm. Oh, and he's just an assistant pastor. Man. Real talk. You got to drop that <laughs> title, my dude. Real thing. He don't even got no power. I mean, he got power. He's the pastor's kid, but there's a lot at play going on here. <laughs> There's a lot going on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why are we doing more digging than the Daily Beast? Is my question. <laughs> We're like, what about this? And what about this? And they all have it. literally one long paragraph. And I'm like, nah, this isn't enough. I need to know more. And Real now we're in here poking around. <laughs> we just read this article. We've already asked better questions than y'all. Okay? <laughs> Come on, Daily Beast. <laughs> wow mm. i'm not oh, saying we man. deserve a pulitzer but we need something real talk man send me out there yo i ask some questions okay <laughs> where are your walls okay <laughs> <Right. laughs> I, why oh, why do you count the families instead of the end of it mm. you know that I mean? one really sits weird with me yeah real talk it's kind of funny i don't know if it, it feels yeah i don't that doesn't is everyone in that family a part of that church? That's not a thing. You're just saying, oh, these two, are they're all part of the family. We count them as fa-. I don't know. There's just something weird about it. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Uh, I wonder how they count families. Right. You know? Uh, is it like uh, head of household? Is mm. it is it different wives? But same head of household could be head of household multiple places. Right. I. Uh, um, <laughs> mm, when, do, when does when does your kid become a separate family? That's a very good question. You know, well, they probably want to break that. I, maybe they count each person as a family. Yeah, that could be it too. Listen, you mm. twelve, you got your own family, my G. You right? Yeah. Dog, that's a family. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh. That's weird. Uh, in other news, uh, female frogs fake their own death to avoid unwanted attention from males, according to a new study. That's right. Female frogs aren't hopping to meet uh, <laughs> with every interested male frog. Scientists have found instead they are faking their deaths to escape unwanted attention. Female I understand. European... <laughs> I understand, boo. Yo, lessons to be learned from these frogs. Mm. Uh, female European common frogs were observed engaging engaging in uh, tonic immobility, essentially feigning to their their own death to avoid mating. Uh, the phenomenon <laughs> seems to have evolved in order for females to survive intense and potentially dangerous mating seasons. Uh, uh, Carolyn Dittrich, an evolutionary behavioral ecologist who conducted the research as part of a uh, National History Museum, Berlin, told us uh, European uh, common frogs engage in an explosive whoa breeding season, uh, a short season in which males fiercely compete for access to females, which results in scrambling and fighting. Males also may harass, coerce, or intimidate females into mating, according to the study. This um, sounds like a um, reality show. Yeah, real talk. Uh, this is the most uncomfortable I've been reading about animals interacting with animals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> amid the uh, chaos, female frogs are at risk of getting trapped in mating balls in which several males cling to them to vie for their attention which could lead to their death. Wow. Uh, Dittrich's uh, research began when trying to determine whether male frogs were choosing female mates with larger bodies because larger female bodies tend to have more eggs, therefore producing more offspring. Uh, <laughs> yo, Wait, yo. I'm sorry. Yo. Wait, so these frogs like them thick? Oh, what's up, yo? <laughs> okay. I Bro, mean, I still I want, I'm still I'm mad you. at these male frogs, but I appreciate, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's nice to be wanted out here. <laughs> Somebody's noticing. <laughs> the results from that study uh, showed that the male frogs were not chasing females based on body size and instead seemed to be interested in all of the females. Okay. Uh, the, uh, researchers also observed that the females were showing some avoidance behaviors towards the males, a behavior not expected to occur in this species because explosive breeders typically have a short time frame for mating season. Uh, among the avoidance behaviors, the females exhibited 
including a turning motion in which uh, they turn and twist their bodies uh, to get out of the grip of the male. It's a technique used more successfully by smaller females, as well as engaging in a call that is similar in frequency and structure to the calls the males make. However, uh, the most astonishing behavior females exhibited to avoid male attention, however, was the tonic immobility or feigning their own death. Wow. I mean, look, there was uh, my sister and I, there was a time where my sister and I would go out uh, dancing um, to MJQ like once a month, every month. We did this for a few years. Um, And this was me like tapering off of my my club life. Right. Mm. Like I'm like, I'll go with her. Um, We'll do this once a month. It's our sister bonding night. And then I'll go maybe a couple other nights in a month. But I'm not. I'm not there every week like I used to be. Um, and, you know, it's two women, uh, you know, dancing to music, laughing and giggling and having a good time. Um, so men approached us a lot. And um, what I is my sister is better at, like, kind of talking or, you know, getting rid of. And I'm not good at that at all. I literally would stop. <laughs> and like, I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm having a good time. And then they would approach, and maybe if they wanted to dance, they would do the thing where they just stand behind you and wait for you to just bend over and do the dance that way. And I would just stop. And so um I I just we would just laugh at how we must look just out there and then dudes approach, and then we just stop and just stare off in the space. <laughs> And then we would just start saying, act sleep, act sleep. When someone would approach, just act sleep, act sleep. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, so, man. Look, I get it, frogs. I get it. I've been there. I absolutely been there. Yo, it's rough out here in these frog streets, yo. It really People is. People don't talk about it, yo. The it really is crazy. Is. <laughs> and I mean, like, and guys would either just be like, huh, and walk away. Or they would get mad and say, like, terrible things, usually to me, not my sister. My sister is uh, very cute, so they just keep trying. But me, they'd be like, man, fuck you. Ain't no one want to dance with you anyway, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I can't hear anything. I'm asleep. And, um, <laughs> or if they had a good, like, they would, or occasionally one would laugh at what is happening and be like, oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> real talk, yo. If that happened to me, I'd be like, yeah, I go front. That's kind of fire. That's, kinda, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Y'all just stop in the middle of the dance floor. Okay. All right. I'd Yo, real talk, I never understood that move. Like, I'd go out with, like, my boys and they would be like, I would see them go out onto the floor mm-hmm. and, like, just approach and I feel like the, everyone had their own thing. So, like, I would see, like, a dude, like, tap a girl's arm and be like, yo, you want to dance? Kind of, like, motioning it. Okay. That makes sense to me. Like, there's a, right. uh, yo, we're going to work this out. Other dudes <laughs> would go right behind. there, And I felt like while their success rate was similar, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be, no, I don't want that to be my story. You right. Know? <laughs> 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 yo. <laughs> like, you want yes. that to be, you know what I mean? Like, that becomes your partner. You want her telling that story to your kid? Oh, yeah, your dad's still behind me at the club. That's right. so wild. Yeah. That's so out of pocket to me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I never got behind it. Like, I just can't have that be the origin of this couple. Ever. Yeah. No, <laughs> I understand that for sure. Yeah, that's a wild way to. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Each they own. But, uh, yeah, my, my mission was different. Uh, that, that was not my, my goal. Uh, and I, I couldn't have that out there as uh, the way that started. Uh, <laughs> but yeah man shots to these frogs you know what I mean I, I mean, love it yeah do I what you gotta do to get away ladies I understand it go on and wiggle your way out of it or fucking yell like they yell or act sleep go on and act sleep I am Real talk. I am team act sleep so <laughs> in other news uh, national uh, zoos giant pandas to return to China in December, leaving only a handful in America. That's right. Uh, wearing an I Love Pandas uh, t-shirt and clutching a panda-covered diary, Kelsey Lambert bubbled with excitement as she glimpsed the real thing. She and her mother, Allison, had made a successful trip to Aunt San Antonio to watch the National Zoo's 
furry rock stars casually munching on bamboo. Uh, this is a beautiful story about a young lady seeing pandas. All great. Uh, the National <laughs> Zoo's uh, three <laughs> giant pandas, amazing Tian Tian and their cub, uh, CIO Kiji. I probably butchered all those names. Yeah, but I'm going to say that's probably uh, Mei Zhang. Mei Zhang, okay. Um, oh, I don't know how you probably. I don't know. I don't know how you would say that. Chan Chan and their cub, Zhao Kiji. Zhao Kiji. Okay. Uh, they're all set to return to China in early December with no public signs that the 50-year-old exchange agreement struck between President Richard Nixon will continue. Uh, the National Zoo officials have remained tight-lipped about the prospects of renewing or extending the agreement and repeated attempts uh, to gain comment on the state of negotiations did not receive a response. However, the public stance of the zoo has been decidedly pessimistic, uh, treating uh, these remaining months as the end of an era. The zoo just finished a week-long celebration called uh, Panda Palooza, a giant farewell. Um, <laughs> yeah, we ain't wow. getting those pandas back. <laughs> yeah, bro, talk me. A that giant farewell. Panda Palooza, is... <laughs> colon, a giant farewell. Yeah, bro, nah. Talk, B. Yo, yeah, they, they got Kendrick Lamar performing. It's crazy. <laughs> <yo>. <laughs> um, I I mean, I kind of feel like, all right, let's see here. Dennis Wilder, a set, a what, a senior fellow at Georgetown University's Initiative for U.S.-China Dialogue on Global Issues, calls the trend punitive panda diplomacy, noting that two other American Jews have lost their pandas in recent years, while Zoos in Scotland and Australia are facing similar departures with no signs of their loan agreements being renewed. I think China appear it says here China appears to be gradually pulling back its pandas from multiple Western zoos as the agreements expire. I think China just wants its bears back. That's it. Real talk. I mean, I and you know what? I I can't be mad at it. Listen. <laughs> they loaned them. It was a loan, clearly. Yeah. It wasn't you know, supposed to be forever. And, and, and they gave us a long run, 50 years. I mean, that's a long time. Yes. Well, so I promise you the pandas ain't know about that. No. Mm -mm. 50, they and didn't I mean, know they was leaving for that long. Are these the same pandas or are these, you know what I mean? How old? Yeah, how old are the pandas? <laughs> are these the OG pandas or are these panda relatives, like panda kids, the children, the offspring? I, I knew I'd get there. The offspring of the OG pandas. No, oh, my God. Okay, pandas, let's see here. Um, they only live 20 years. Yeah. Well, those in human care can live to be 30. So these are not the OG pandas. Yo. That's messed up. These pandas are American. Like, they they were born <laughs> okay, here. Okay, yes. Oh, no. You know what? That's a very good point. All they I'm know saying. is... They, they only know this is culture. They only know this culture. That's Real true. Talk. That panda be eating pizza. Yeah, babies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yo, his yeah. life different, yo. Oh, my Real goodness. Talk, man. Yo, these poor pandas, I, I, I feel different now, you know? All right, I so there's I love with a girl next door. Yeah, I guess there's been some animosity. Um. <laughs> yeah, nah, this yeah. is this, this is, is clearly proof that like the U.S. and China ain't getting along. And no, we're not getting like, along <laughs> because um, like China was been like. And another thing, I want my bears back too. <laughs> yes, yeah, China's coming over. <laughs> Yo. China's taking its hoodie back. It's taking back Everything. its bears. It's taking this breakup all, it's, is petty. Yeah, all the, the it's going through and picking out the CDs, <laughs> and these this is, these are my books. Like China ain't fucking with us. China's like, give me all my shit back. <laughs> oh man, That's yeah. Awesome. So I yeah. So I mean, I hope that these pandas will be happy. But you did bring up a good point that these are American pandas. Yeah, like and they so, grew up with this culture. They don't right. even like they at the very least they speak English. Yeah, like for sure. that, that's their first language. That's what they're yeah. gonna understand. Yep. You know? I yeah, I'm torn. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I fully respect, you know, the 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 China taking the whole paid in full approach of like, yo, I gave them the product, you know, <laughs> and now I want all of it back. You're gonna pay double now, you know? Right, right. <laughs> respect, you know, I get that. You know, you laid you laid it down, you know, you own the game now. But on a on a on a soul like level, you know, these these pandas 
while they, you know, they respect their heritage, you know? Yeah, yeah. They they love where they're from. But right now, the, this generation of Panda, they're they're American, dude, you know? Yeah, that's what they they that's what they know. If you that's send it. if someone sends me back to Africa, it will not be back to Africa. It will be to Africa. To Africa, yeah. <laughs> because I'm because I'm from Brooklyn. See. <laughs> <laughs> So that's you know I mean? that's. I would different. be so lost in DR. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, it's bandits, y'all. I'm rooting for y'all. I yeah you know I mean? yeah. Boy, this is rough. This is really rough. We are gonna send you a care package, pandas. Okay, a little mixtape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bottled New York water. I mean, okay. I guess like. Um, I don't know American flags. That what do we? Yeah, yeah. What do we they're in San Antonio. Yeah, so yeah. I'll send you some Tim Duncan jerseys. Okay, <laughs> no. You know? Well, now we're assuming that they were loyal <laughs> to wherever they were. That team, they could have liked teams that were elsewhere. I mean, That's I fair. guess they can't go wrong with Jordans. We'll send all the pandas home with jo- or back with Jordans. I guess. There you go. Yeah, they deserve it. Yeah, you know, pandas. I've done a good run. Uh, <laughs> 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 Finally, we got uh scrolls were eligible. Uh were e- or, or pardon me, eligible. Yeah. I love eligible. that you couldn't say that. That was very Yeah, funny. I was like, hold on, that, that didn't feel right. I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> what were they eligible for? You know? Uh, <laughs> these scrolls uh scrolls were ele- uh illegible for two thousand mm-hmm. years. A college student read one with AI. Uh oh, boy, and we'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> Uh, University of Nebraska Lincoln student uh, named Luke uh, Farader uh, had been uh, joined the worldwide competition to translate ancient Roman scrolls that were damaged by the volcanic eruption in AD 79. The 21 year old computer science major had developed an AI program to detect the shard uh, Greek letters written on papyrus. Uh, The text messages uh, that he received while hanging out at a party uh, showed an image of the scrolls. Uh, along with uh, an update stating that uh, it had uh, translated 12 letters of the uh, Greek. It had recognized and translated 12 letters in the Greek alphabet and was now making complete words uh, make sense. Uh, The uh, Vesuvius Challenge, a project created by the University of Kentucky, computer science professor uh, Brent Seals, to decipher the Herculean... I don't uh, know why you picked this story. Yo, <laughs> I'm looking through it and I'm like, hey, man, I can't it's believe I, you're going to read all this. Uh, it's mm-hmm. how I get better, Sha. It's how I get better. Okay? <laughs> I told you, I'm only working five hours a day. Okay. I got to challenge myself. <laughs> that all right? was the creative part. <laughs> the pronunciation <laughs> is the creative part. It's where I can go play. Real talk. You know what I mean? I'm trying it. here. This is fun. Uh, he uh, got awarded uh, $40,000 uh, for his discovery. He is believed to be the first person in nearly 2,000 years uh, to be able to read part of the scrolls. Bob, huh. make your history out here, Sha. I mean, uh, great. You know what? Fantastic. Now, I don't <laughs> want someone to write more scrolls using AI. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> and try to pass those off and get like a free stack of pancakes. Because they, <laughs> they discovered these damn scrolls somewhere. That's the issue. If you're using AI as a tool to help, like, figure things out, okay, okay. Yeah. But if you are using it uh, in lieu of the arts, that's when I'm, that's when no, that's I fair. get upset, you know? Um, I'm with that. But, yeah, like, <laughs> sure, put in all the ancient language that you can into your program and then let it loose on a couple of old things and see what it finds. Yeah, <laughs> Great. You never know. You never you know. know but you can find Atlantis. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think this any of this has anything to do with Atlantis. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how history works, okay? No, no. You, I just fun. assume all of it is one country, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> for clarity, though, def- I'm definitely wrong. Uh, 600 uh, more than 600 scrolls were found in 1750, uh, but people were worried about opening them um, and uh, and that they would fall apart. And on top of that, they couldn't read them, so it didn't make sense to. Um, this was discovered in a library near Pompeii that burned 
and was buried under volcanic mud. Uh, but uh, historians think the scrolls, which now look like burned logs, might have belonged to uh, Julius Caesar's father-in-law. Uh, and I, I, Lucius Calpurnius Piso Cia Sinaisis. Uh, uh, I'm going to say uh, Lucius Calpurnius uh, Piso. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Caesar. Uh, Sisonius. Sisonius. Yeah, I like Sisoninus. that. Sisonius. I don't know. Bomb. Yeah. Real talk, y'all. I'm gonna name my next kid Sisonius. No, you're not. You can't even know. <laughs> first off, I'm pretty sure. Game. Yeah, we yeah, you're game. out. I'm pretty sure Gabby's like, you want to do what? <laughs> With who? Your new wife? Um. <laughs> Real talk. All right, maybe it's that, gonna be my pet name. Oh okay. uh, yeah, just yeah, and then to for you to have a kid that you're gonna name Lucius Calpurnius, only for <laughs> you to call him LC <laughs> for his own life, while the rest of us are struggling with Lucius Calpurnius. <laughs> if you fair. would like, it's not fair. Oh God, to help me with my adoption of Lucius Calpurnius. <laughs> Get a cat. Get a cat. Name the cat. Yo, Lucius. Lucius Capernius. Yeah, I can see a cat named that. Lucius Capernius Piso Cisonius Almonte. All you got to do is like subscribe (laughs) to the show. (laughs) I'm part of the brand too now, sir. No, that's true. That's true. It is your your kid. (laughs) All you got to do is like subscribe to the show, baby. Do an app with Spotify listener. We appreciate your ratings. Four stars. You think that name is too long. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, you think it's too long. Five stars. You don't know how Latinos work. Okay. That's the shortest name in my family. Okay. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Gabby got three first names. Okay. She ain't even get to the middle and last names. All right. Lucius will fit right in. Okay. <laughs> if you have any articles uh, you want us to cover, please DM us directly on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo or at Gastro Amonte. Uh, shout out this week to uh, Terry Beth, Brandy Spain, Bishop, and uh, Shannon Lemoyne. And shout out to us. This is the first week in like six weeks that we finished all the articles. All the articles. Uh, <laughs> with all that said, I am the still struggling with reading, but trying my best out here. Gastro Amorte. And I'm, with- I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I absolutely would go through and write out. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's see if we can do an elevator pitch of this article. <laughs> Yo, y'all be convincing me. People send me these articles and I get inspired. I'm like, y'all believe I could read this. You know, and I just add it. And uh... <laughs> I think whoever sent this was like, nah, this is going to fuck him up. <laughs> Who was this? Is probably, I think this was Shannon. Shannon, oh, well, no, that, that, I know Shannon. That's absolutely not what she was thinking. She actually found this interesting. I know, I know that for a fact. I've known her a long time. So, I no. did too, Shannon. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> Keep sending me complicated to read articles, Shannon. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Complicated to read articles. You know, why not? Sh- Shannon believes in me. Thank you for that. Real talk. <laughs> Shannon and everybody that wanted me to eat blueberries this week. All of y'all, oh, thank man. you. Oh, man. Shout out to whoever was in Gastor's mentions <laughs> talking crap about him for not believing that blueberries were food. Thank you. You are my army. Yo, but low-key, low-key, I had way more support than you expected. There was a lot of people that was like, yo, on the low, I don't fuck with raisins either. Or I don't touch blueberries. You know what I mean? I sure. got way more DMs in my side than I thought I would. I, I I understand that, but do they under do they they still accept the concept of eating blueberries and eating raisins, right? Yeah, but like it's an idea. Like it's like <laughs> no, see that's you. Know you. I mean? <laughs> you think it's an idea? Like you, I know you could bike to the Bronx from Brooklyn, but like you wouldn't, right? Like <laughs> I know it's possible. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, the way you were sounding before, you were like, "There's no way that's real." And I'm like, that's absolutely real. How else would people know to put it on oatmeal if they didn't eat a handful of them? Oh, oh my man. god! I feel like that only happened. <laughs> like, I feel like when you eat blueberries, it's it's exclusively off of oatmeal or pancakes. Like to me, like I'm picturing a little kid that like eats the sprinkles off of the cookie. That's okay. the same thing to me. Like you eat yeah, the blue- this you take is- the blueberries off. 
this is a, a indicative of a larger problem that we have to, <laughs> there's a, a lot more, uh, we, we really got to rearrange some things up there. <laughs> brain. This, is, this is bigger than blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I know, yo, this might be the latest of the episode title got hit right there. Bigger than blueberries. <laughs> Drop it next week. <laughs> Catch y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>